Today on Table Talk with BBYO Insider, we are live from International Convention 2024 at our very own Delhi Project. Shalom and welcome back to Table Talk with BBYO Insider, the international AZA and BBG podcast with the inside scoop on all things from BBYO, hosted by Press Corps. I'm Shana Fenori from South Jersey region. And I'm Ethan Smith from the Greater Jersey Hudson River region. I think I speak for both Shana and I when I say we are so grateful to be here today. So Ethan, what exactly is the Delhi Project? That's a great question, Shana. The Delhi Project is where teens and alumni can gather, eat awesome food, and chat about the history of AZA and BBG and BBYO. It is all about bringing generations together, sharing stories, and figuring out the whole the whole of things while enjoying some tasty meals. That's awesome. I'm so excited to dig in. Today we are joined with Esty Portnoy and Stan Middleman. Esty Portnoy has been an integral part of the NBA Hall of Fame Michael Jordan's journey for over 24 years. As a senior executive on the primary point of contact for marketing, PR, and philanthropic activities, Esty has played a key role in managing and growing Jordan's brand. Her work includes collaboration with Jordan's corporate partners, including Nike, Gatorade, and Oakley, as well as the Chicago Bulls and Washington Wizards. She is also an executive producer of the Emmy Award-winning documentary, The Last Dance, and oversaw licensing activities for Jordan's feature film debut, Space Jam. Esty is a graduate of the University of Michigan with an MBA from the University of Maryland. She serves on Hillel's and BBYO's board of directors. She co-founded Keen USA, a sports program for children with disabilities. Esty was in BBYO Keystone Mountain region and held many leadership positions during her time, including regional Messiah. Esty and her husband, Elliot's three children, Josh, Noah, and Danny, are also BBYO alumni. And Stan Middleman is the founder and chief executive officer of Freedom Mortgage Corporation, one of the largest and fastest growing mortgage companies in the country. Stan is an influential business strategist, investor, and philanthropist, and serves on various advisory boards, including Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. Beyond his business success, Stan's commitment to philanthropy extends to supporting U.S. servicemen and veterans. Stan and his family also made a transformative donation to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, where he continues to advance the hospital's mission through philanthropic leadership. Stan is a graduate of Temple University, where he contributed to the opening of the Stanley Middleman Center for Jewish Life at the Ror Chabad House. Stan is a Central Region East BBYO alumni, and he and his wife, Roz, are parents to two BBYO alumni, Greg and Mike Middleman. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Nice to be here. So, Esty... Growing up, you were actively involved in BBYO, where you later met your husband. You're now the mother of three BBYO alumni and serve on the board of directors. How would you describe the impact BBYO has had in your life, and what are the most important lessons you've learned? How long do we have? Uh, (laughs) I I mean, my involvement with BBYO has been transformative. Uh, At each chapter of my life, it has served a role. When I... Uh, was a young girl, uh, insecure girl, not proud of being Jewish. I grew up in a small town in western Pennsylvania. My parents were immigrants to this country, and there were about 10, 12 Jewish teens 
that I had grown up with in the area, and uh, our parents would drive us an hour and a half away to meet other Jewish teens uh, at BBYO. And so from the very first weekend, I finally had a group of friends who were like me, who were Jewish, uh, growing up in an area that I would say was pretty anti-Semitic at the time, still probably is. And uh, it gave me a pride in my identity, something outside of what I had known to be Judaism in my home, whether it was, you know, with your parents, you've got, you know, my parents were kosher, I grew up in a kosher home, they were observant, and then I went to Hebrew school, and that was about it, and BBYO just widened my horizons, so I was hooked from the beginning, made a huge network of friends, Um, all my leadership uh, skills truly started in BBYO, I decided to study business, despite my father, who was an immigrant, who believed he didn't have a business to give me and didn't understand why I was not going to be a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> I was like, no, Dad, I'm going to study business because that's leadership and that's what I like. And um, just everything, you know, standing in front of young people, speaking, organizing, planning events. We had those opportunities at a young age, so it set me up for success in college. And then post-college, uh, my career in business, I just always attributed so many of my skills and confidence to BBYO. And obviously met my husband as a teenager. Uh, we married after college. He, he didn't like me when I was in BBY. I mean, we were friends <laughs> in BBY. We didn't date in BBY, but I always had a crush on him. Oh. And therefore, our marriage, bringing us together with a bunch of old friends. And um, years later, BBYO found me and asked me to serve on the board. And I found it to be one of the most rewarding things I've done, you know, b- beyond my children, uh, even in many ways, so much more than the career I've had in sports. Uh, It's been incredible. Thank you. What's it like serving on the board? Uh, Well, I've loved it because I've definitely broken every governance rule. I'm rolling off the board this year. I've been on the board for 19 (laughs) years, um, partly because I, uh, when you serve as an officer, it extends your time on the board. And then uh, up until recently, I chaired our endowment fund, which is uh, where our legacy giving is people Um, putting money into an endowment fund to endow things for the future. So I've chaired that for the last six years. So I'm coming off the board, and I'm I'm terribly sad. I've loved it. A great group of people working with Matt Grossman, who's the CEO of BBYO, has been incredible, and getting to spend time with people like Lynn Schusterman and foundations and smart people, uh, alumni, has – it's just been a great network. It's been – Terrific. We love coming. We love, like, we feel young. You know, some of <laughs> us kind of relive our BBYO memories when, especially when we get to come back to international convention and see some of the same traditions. Um, it's, it's been great. A lot of fun. It's hard for me to roll off the board, but they're, you know, I'm kicking and screaming. So, Stan, you've served on many advisory boards over the years, and your career in business might only be matched by your legacy in philanthropy. In your experience, how does fostering a culture of giving back contribute to the overall success and morale of a company? You know, uh, philanthropy uh, is a really interesting thing all unto itself. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a separate thought. And it's, it's something that kind of evolves rather than is birthed, right? It's... Uh, and it, and it begins by doing what you can, where you can, when you can. But uh, my wife and I were just talking about this yesterday. And why is it important or why is it valuable? Because, you know, you, for any single gift, it really is kind of a drop in the bucket. But 
ultimately, as a person, no matter how much you do, you get way more back than what you give, whatever you give. And what comes back to you is so much more. And to convey that feeling, that emotion, that experience, and to see the good that you do is very rewarding. And then to be able to ingrain that as part of a way of life and make it part of what you do every day gets to be really special. And when other people, and, and, it's, and it's amazing to me, we, you know, we, during the pandemic, we sat and we were watching uh, television and we saw the lines of people in their car going to get food. And the next day I start, I did a, a, a Zoom podcast kind of thing uh, with all the people in, the, in our business. And I said, we need to do this. We need to help people. And we raised over a million dollars in a couple of weeks wow. to help feed America. And we had been supporting local food banks all over the places that we had done business for, for years. But the, the, the thing is, when, you, when you're involved every day and you work really hard, and everything you do, everybody works hard. There, I don't know anybody that doesn't work hard at the job. Right? And it, you know, all jobs are hard, all jobs are challenging, all jobs are, are some more interesting than others, some people like it better than others, but nothing is easy. And when you work hard, it's one thing. But I like to see our businesses do things on purpose with purpose. Because for people to feel good about their lives and their jobs and what they're doing and where they're going... They need purpose in their lives, and they need to feel important. And when you're, especially during the pandemic, when everybody was sitting in front of a, a screen and you felt, you know, kind of clogged up and stuck, um, to have purpose in what you were doing every day was so important emotionally, uh, mentally. And then you incorporated that in making time for you, for you to be a better person, and for those around you to deal with their surroundings that were so challenging, uh, it, it just gave us the opportunity in a lot of different ways to help other people create purpose inside themselves. And when you start to feel good about yourselves, other people start to feel good about you. And the better you feel about you and the better you feel about them, the better everybody starts to feel about each other. So common purpose is an enormous thing, and that's what cultures are. So, yeah, you know, you hear people talk about culture in business and culture in this. It, culture really is a common purpose. We do this. We're in it together. We're going forward together. We're trying to make our lives better and those around us in our communities better. So it's really all part of being in that better business. How do I get better every day? And I think that's important to have purpose. Thank you. How do you think your love of philanthropy translates to your appreciation of BBYL? So I didn't even know what philanthropy was. And I couldn't, there's no way I could spell it in high school. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I question whether I could spell it today, but, um, you know, BBYO opened my eyes to things that I never thought about. 
you know, I was 14 years old and I was more interested in throwing a ball at a hoop or, uh, you know, running down the street or hitting a baseball or, or uh, thinking about pretty girls. I, I mean, there, was, there were a lot of things on my mind. None of them had anything to do with philanthropy. Um, you know, the, the reality is, is BBYO introduced me to doing things for others. And it just was another social activity for me at the time. Uh, it was nice listening to Esty. Um, and to, girls mature so much earlier than boys uh, because none of those things ever crossed my mind. I, there was no stepping stones. There was no on my way. It was, I, they, I, I was there to have a good time. It was very social for me. And to, to be involved and to be exposed to so many wonderful things uh, and, and in an organized fashion uh, was, was a marvelous way of opening kind of the gates to the world to me. It was the first time I really saw a lot of things that had nothing to do with me, you know, or uh, my parents or uh, my neighbors uh, or a teacher. Uh, and to be exposed to, to self-reliance and having the opportunity to be involved in things that somebody wasn't telling me to do, but just giving me the opportunity to participate in was a very, very um, a broadening experience. And uh, I, I really got a tremendous amount out of the opportunities that came to me from BBYO. And I, I found it to be an exciting time in my life. All right. Thank you. So this is the Delhi Project. So even though we are talking about all things with your lives, in the end, it does come down to the food. So what is one memory for both of you that you have surrounded around Jewish deli, Jewish and these um, delicious foods that are just a centerpiece of our culture? You're asking me, huh? I'm asking it's both funny. of you. I have so many memories because uh, we grew up on deli food, of course. Uh, but again, I mentioned we had a kosher home. And my town didn't have kosher places, so we would drive to either Pittsburgh or Cleveland. And actually, the deli that I grew up in Cleveland just closed a couple years ago. It was called Corky's and Lenny's, very famous deli. And I'd go there with my family, and I liked everything about it except the desserts, because, of course, the desserts were parv, which meant there was no dairy in them. And butter just makes desserts really good. So I'm really good with, like, almost any deli sandwich. I have a I don't know. I don't know why I grew up on like salami and eggs and salami. Now I look at it and I, I of course, I got to watch my cholesterol. I can't do things like that. But I was good with everything except like I'm looking at these black and white cookies here and it just brings back terrible memories because all I wanted was like, you know, again, a, a you know, cake with, you know, not with, uh, I think back then it was with like Crisco and, yeah. you know, margarine. Um, so I love everything about the deli except the desserts. I'm not a rugula, black and white cookie. Um, that's not my kind of dessert. That's everything fair. else I love about it. Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. I think that's more than fair. Stan? Well, um, so I haven't met a food that I don't like. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, growing up, we had a, a deli much closer. Um, and it was, uh, you know, several blocks away. And on Saturday nights was hot dog nights. We had, you know, uh, limited means. And 
One of the staples of our diet were those great big fat knockwurst hot dogs that we would boil on Saturday night. And, uh, you know, the, with my siblings and my parents and a bag of potato chips was our vegetable. And we were, we were living the dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it was, uh, you know, we had some mustard. It was, it was just as, as good as it could be. Now, it has been a really long time since I've had a knockwurst, but I can still see the pot with boiling and the fat rising to the top <laughs> of the pot. And, the, and I can remember picking them out uh, from, the, from the deli case, and it was, um, it's, it's a great memory. And that's really what everything is all about, is a collection of memories that make you smile. And whether it's fried salami and eggs or uh, uh, a, a fish sandwich on Sunday morning on a, on a, a nice big roll or a bagel um, or hot dogs boiling in a pot, it's the memories that bring back family times that make you smile and remember what was special in your life that's, that's really nice. So if you're going to remember something about a deli, Remember how it fits in the context of your family and where you were and what it was like and how it made you feel. I can't believe you don't eat hot dogs at Phillies games. Oh, oh I do, but, oh, not, oh, but not, okay. the big, not, oh, not the big that ones. You get okay, in the I was going to say, like, how, what <laughs> else do you eat at a, at a baseball game? Come on. Yeah, well, it's America. You can't buy <laughs> hot dogs. All right. So but not those hot dogs. Not the yeah. big ones. I no. get it. I get it. The, the kosher ones, yeah, the, the healthier yeah, ones. The <laughs> I don't know if they were healthy. <laughs> so, um, that's a wrap, BBYO. So we wanted to thank both of you for joining us. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us on this episode of Table Talk. Be sure to subscribe so you can be the first to know when a new episode goes live. Catch you next time on Table Talk with BBYO Insider.